welcome everybody to Ordinary Dads, a uh, mostly planned out discussion on tech trends, raising kids and family life through the lens of fatherhood. Uh, I am Mike. Are you really? Are you Mike? No, I'm not Mike. Are you? Oh man, it's because I thought so I was late. Mike. But um, <laughs> you can be Mike. I'll be Dan. That's not a big. I, not a I'm Mike. Thing. He's Dan. Uh, <laughs> God. Oh, that's the worst. That's the worst. Listeners, we are recording past eleven o'clock <laughs> on a school night for us. So. Uh, <laughs> our brains are half switched off but um but this is better this is better than the our last attempt because our last attempt at recording this episode failed miserably mainly due to me um needing to rush off and take care of my daughter and try to put her back to sleep for for, for another 2 hours so um, so this is still better than that. So at, at least my daughter's sleeping now and we can we can actually get this episode out. Yeah, we um, actually had Leonard on standby for that episode um, and we were patiently waiting for a while and a while. Um, yeah, I feel bad. Me and Leonard were discussing. <laughs> no, don't feel bad. It's fine. It's fine. You got to do what you got to do. It's true. Uh, it's true. Kids. I mean, I don't feel that so, bad, but... but. No, yeah, exactly. <laughs> don't feel bad. Um but yeah, no, no, no. Me and me and Leonard, we had some bonding time, fun, uh, discuss nerd stuff. It's all good. It's That's all good. good. Uh, yeah, but then um, he went home, and uh, we still we didn't record. So, but we're back this week. No Leonard. Um, he bailed on us. So, but that's fine. So, uh, recently it's my uh, it's been my birthday. Oh, happy um, birthday, so. mate! Thank you, thank you, thank I, you. I, I remembered, um, but I just was. Waiting to confirm it with you before I said happy birthday, but I remembered. <laughs> I promise. <laughs> the main thing is that you care about it when you hear about it. That's right, right. It, so. It's 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 all about when somebody tells you that it's their birthday. How quickly you respond with happy birthday. That's where the value is. Otherwise, oh, I know. Otherwise, you're just terrible. Actually, you know what? I actually want to extend. It with 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 somebody, someone. Would, I'm hoping someone would just tell me it's their birthday, and I just go, "Oh yeah," and <laughs> and just hold a massive pause, and just see how they react. <laughs> it's a little social experiment, but um, but happy birthday, mate! What'd you do for your birthday? Oh, um, so the the best thing of, of that was that my wife had arranged for the kids to be looked after by my mother-in-law. Oh, so perfect. we actually got to have a dinner. In peace, without the kids screaming at us, and um, got to see a movie. Wow! So that was great. Dinner and a movie. I know it was like, like <laughs> life with no kids again. Like it's the simple things you miss oh, when you go through every weekend trying to force the kids to eat their dinner. Any and parent will usually, know. <laughs> and we've discussed, we've had discussions of that with um previous episodes uh, with your kids. So, oh, yeah, we know that uh, very well. But um, the movie we saw was Aladdin. Uh, oh, how was so it? I actually really liked it. My wife really liked it. We, we're um, suckers for musical sort of shows and that sort of stuff. We're a bit of nerds like that. Um, and it just happened to have good, be good timing considering none of the – we're past the superhero movie season. Yeah, um, yeah. So – with it Avengers was it was good because 
Yeah, and uh, it's good because I I really wanted to say it. My wife really wanted to say it, so we're both happy. Um, but it was interesting because I was going into it, I was going into it excited because Aladdin is actually one of my favorite uh, Disney movies in general uh, from when I was a kid. Um, it also worried that Will Smith would stuff it up. No, um, absolutely, massive boost to film. And and Will Smith has a has a thing of over trying and and and, and trying to be too. Two fresh prints, if you know what I mean. Oh yes, you know that was his. That's oh. his persona, and and he knows that he's made a career around fresh prints. So it, it it sucks sometimes when you see fresh prints come out in uh, in in other movies. <laughs> like, in like in a fictional Arabian dude, world, dude. It, this is not West Philadelphia <laughs> <laughs> or Bel Air this at is, all. This oh, is no. Arabia or Agrabah. <laughs> it's West Arabia, yeah. Um, so, no, uh, the reason why I th- thought it was really good and I actually did not find his re- performance that bad was because he really did minimise the Fresh Prince the fresh prince aspect yeah. of him. So, I was sort of watch as I was watching it, I was thinking, don't rap, don't rap, don't rap, please don't rap. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, whatever you do, don't rap. There was a couple of spots where that came out, like, Friend like me, the the famous Janie song had elements of that, but it happened so quickly. Yeah, there was a bit of that, but it happened so quickly, and you're all like watching the special effects that you can sort of ignore that. Um, The main thing is because I've listened to the soundtrack on Spotify before the movie, I knew there was a version of I think that song where he just does it with DJ Khaled and starts rapping, and yeah, I was. I was prepared to cringe during that bit, but that mostly just comes out a bit in the credits. So it's not a big deal. Yeah. Did you like the movie because you like the old movies or did or, or, or did you like it in its own right? Like, was Aladdin a good movie if you hadn't seen the cartoon? I thought it was a decent movie, yeah. It was decent, between decent and good. I mean, um, if you look, look at these types of movies, because they follow the cartoon fairly to the letter, you have to almost look at it in the lens of it's not made like a live-action movie at all. It's an adaption of the cartoon story yeah, with some elements added to it. Um, and if you looked at it in its isolation, it probably wouldn't be considered a good movie. There's, there's not enough there. Yeah, yeah. But you're looking at it with nostalgia. You're looking at it um, uh, to see live-action what it's showing you from the cartoon version. So I thought that from that perspective, it was great. Um, it was, I thought it was a better adaption than the Beauty and the Beast adaption. Um, I'm oh, keen to see, see what's going to come out of the Lion King because that's coming soon. Um, that, that is, I, I'm not too interested in, in, in the Beauty and the Beast adaptation. And to be really honest with you, going in, although I love the Aladdin movie, I'm not really interested in watching the Aladdin remake, but yeah. the Lion King remake is, something looks like something else the the graphics that are shown in the trailers and reusing some of the old characters and um and i actually like beyonce and childish gambino as 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 um as characters in other yeah you know in other aspects so so i'm 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 keen on watching both of them so but but what kills it is the graphic the graphics are, are insane um like 
their rendition of the warthog and the uh, the meerkat as Timon and Pumbaa just it just looks so real. Um, and do you think it's going to detract from it though? A little because a little because when I first saw Pumbaa, I went, "Oh my god, he looks ugly," or, or, or like he doesn't look kind of confronting. Sorry, he doesn't look um, comforting. He doesn't look charming like he does in the cartoon, right? There's this like charm factor to his ugliness in the cartoon that you accept. Silly character that eats any grub and and lives life to the fullest. But a real warthog is an angry looking beast that you know one of the ugliest in the world. Right? I mean, like they've put the pain in wild animals. Do you know what I mean? Like wild animals don't live in peace and harmony. And when you make when you make wild animals. kind of into real life you can't help but show that pain come through i mean you gotta you gotta remember these these animals are constantly fighting (laughs) so so that that kind of was a little bit weird for me but the fact that uh, the lion looks the lions in the movie look so good and that's what's kind of really attracting me to go watch it yeah I, I think um, the because the Aladdin movie is humans mostly yeah. and like a genie, um, you you'll you can settle into it more as a standard movie. Although it does have a CGI monkey, which is a boo, and he does look actually like a monkey as opposed to the cartoon version, which yeah. is not really a monkey. Yeah. Um, so that was uh, actually I actually forgot the fact that that was. Um, that Abu was all CGI in it. I think it was actually pretty oh, decent. Wow. So um, I went and saw Aladdin the musical, and they oh, yeah. they had they had changed parts of it to 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 make it into a musical. Like for instance, Abu wasn't a monkey in the musical; it was just a, like another character, like a smaller kind of mid, midget friend almost, if you know what I mean. Like it's, it's yeah, and he had a crew of other mates, didn't he? Yeah, like like it was it, yeah. That was like comic it. relief, exactly. And but you know what? I didn't mind it. I didn't actually. I mean, I, I'm not a big musicals fan, but but I I didn't mind this this rendition because they didn't try to make it something it's not. It's just they they said, you know what? We're not going to bring a monkey. Yes, <laughs> we're just not going to do the monkey. You and, admire them for that, I mean, right? Absolutely. I mean, like you, yeah. they've just gone out and just done something different, and that's fine. I'm okay with that. A lot um, of um, musical adaptations are like that, or they just go, just due to artistic reasons, let's just leave this alone. Yeah, we've changed it, and it's not going to be the same, but it'll also be good in its own right, and I'm yeah. totally cool with that. Yeah. I, I think it's good because, like, the... You're right. The, the last time I watched Aladdin was the musical. And um, like I did with this movie, I was sort of watching to see how things were different to the cartoon. Yeah. Uh, or to the original story. And then just going, did they do that okay? Hey, that's okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm fine with that. And so the throughout each of those moments in this movie, I was also the same going, oh, they did that differently. I'm okay with that, um, and so that was, and that's why I think I, I enjoyed it. Um, if I if it, they did something that was like, uh, oh, that's different, and I don't, I don't agree with that at all, I, it would really would have stood out to me. Hmm. So that was fine. Yeah, um, I did like the fact that um, there was it, they didn't just pass off white actors completely as Arabic. <laughs> um, yeah, which is something I always worry about with. 
Disney or Hollywood in general with trying to represent minority groups. Yeah, so they used a uh, Coptic Egyptian as the uh, as the Aladdin character, and yep. um, I, I'm also a Coptic Egyptian. But are you? Yeah, yeah. I thought you were Asian. Surprise! Oh. Surprise! The <laughs> first Coptic Egyptian that's that's an advocate for Xiaomi. Um, <laughs> but um, yes, but it's really funny because we've got. Uh, ever since the movie came out, we've got little uh, old granny groups that kind of get together and they, they, they hired a bus to go and see the movie in our church group. Uh, and and it's it's really funny. They would not typically see this movie, but the only reason why they're seeing it is is just to advocate for the only Egyptian in the movie. Um, I love that. And, and, <laughs> and like it was the same thing for Bohemian Rhapsody as well because uh, Rami Malek is also Egyptian, so you get a whole bunch of... <laughs> <laughs> they watch Bohemian Rhapsody yeah, because Yeah, they don't even know what Bohemian Rhapsody is. Um, <laughs> you know, wow. these, these are ladies that have, that have been born and raised in Egypt come to Australia in their 60s. Um, they've got no idea what Bohemian Rhapsody is, but the lead actor is Egyptian, so we must watch it. <laughs> Did they make comments about the fact that he was um, like a homosexual uh, singer and all that sort of stuff yeah, as well? But I think he, I think he present in the movie. I think he presented he present. himself as bi in the beginning, okay. and then kind of you had to assume that he was homo- homosexual in the by the end. Um, I don't think they cared about that. I think that was all. That was all on a different level to why they were watching the movie. They were more more proud that that you, because there aren't actually too many. Hollywood style Egyptian actors, so all of that went by the wayside in comparison to the fact that there was an Egyptian actor that they could support. Wow! Like well, when I, I never really met many Egyptians until I met like you guys. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's not too many of us, but uh, but but <laughs> when we succeed, everyone backs them. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. It's good. <laughs> and it's, actually, and it's the fa- same sort of thing when Asians are actually in Hollywood because there's so little Asian representation. I'm all, I like know all of the main Asian actors. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah, it, I know what it's like. It, it was quite. It was quite funny because then you'd hear stories like, "Oh, I went to church with his mother and his, and 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 somehow you somehow they knew him and and they're all made up stories because he's he's just a. He's just an Egyptian background American. He, like so, sure he would. His parents would have had a life in Egypt, possibly, but the likelihood of you knowing another random Egyptian in another country <laughs> <laughs> is slim to none. I like how they like they, they're it's, trying to claim that, and they know they can't be disputed because no one's going to go fact check with yeah, the parents yeah. of um. Of those guys, of the as actors, yeah, oh, and man. and you don't care enough. It's just like you know what, you can have it. <laughs> you can have it. I'm not going to take that away from you. So, a couple of articles in the news about um, New South Wales getting digital drivers' licenses really, really soon. So it was it was in the next couple of weeks, I believe, where all residents of New South Wales would get digital drivers' license and. This is like the thing I've been waiting for to get rid of an another card out of my wallet. Um, mm. And it's I've already kind of brought it down from an, like an eight card 
wallet to a four card slot wallet and now i get to remove one more and it's just it so i'm super excited about this i'm actually i'm actually pretty excited not that i use my driver's license on a daily basis and i probably could have just left it in my car at all points of time but but i didn't do that and so now that this is coming digitally i'm pretty excited it took me it's still a trial. It's still a trial, though, at this stage, right? At the moment, they're piloting it, but they're, they're, this is about the full rollout, the full scale rollout for the whole state. Ah, okay. So everyone will be will be on a digital license scheme, and that's just you okay. know you download the service app or the, the yeah the service app, and then you can just download your license. Um, and it like buying your license, yeah, buying. Um, your license or buying 10 years on your license and all that won't change. It's all going to be the same. The fees will still be there and whatnot. But just the fact that you don't have to carry a driver's license with you, that I like I left the house the other day without my, my wallet, completely forgot, drove the kids around, dropped them off at um, daycare, got to work, got to the station, um, and then realized I didn't have my wallet on me. And went, mm. oh crap! I've been driving for thirty minutes without a wallet, without a license. Um, what am I going to do now? And uh, I also don't have my Opal card to get to work. Um, but at least the Opal card stations at least give you the access to be able to pay with your like credit card or or, or, or digital card on your Google Pay or Apple Pay. So yeah. that got me by. Yeah. So at, at least I could pay and, and just get me to work and back. Uh, but the license, there's no alternative. You, you forget your license and you get pulled over, then you're paying the fine. Um, uh, and it's not a reckless or malicious act to forget your wallet. It's more just a, you know, I can be forgetful when I'm putting two kids in the car that are not really compliant. Um, yeah. <laughs> so... Yeah. so so uh, I, I'm actually pretty excited about this digital wallet. But do you know with the, when they roll out properly, will they still require you to carry the card with you like they are with the trial though? The, the card, no. So when it's a full-scale rollout, I read that you, it, it, you'll, you'll no longer need the, the, the card itself. It'll just oh, be on your phone. And your that's phone awesome. A, yeah, your phone, your, your, your phone driver's license will have a QR code that can be used pretty much like anywhere. So they, they, they spoke about being able to use the QR code on your driver's license to get into clubs and, and, and like RSL clubs and stuff like that. And, and yeah. it, rather than, rather than kind of showing your license and, and, and security guard would have to do a, a, a quick calculation or anything like that. It would just be a fully automated online system, especially, yeah. especially for RSL clubs or if, like sign in into RSL clubs and things like that. So, um, I'm sure there are heaps of uh, uses for this. I mean, anywhere that you would have needed your license could could be used. You know, this could be used because you, you get your own QR code. I one thing though with that. I mean, apart from identifying yourself with a bank or um or go or trying to get into places that you have to be over eighteen or whatever. Mm. Um, I actually very very rarely need to pull out my license no that's for sure but your license has information on it which you probably never needed to use at the moment uh, while it's in physical form but once it turns into digital 
I'm sure there are going to be a hell of a lot more ideas that come out where where just signing up to anything really signing up to anything in a physical world like for instance if, let's just say you went to a convention and it, it, it's a convention that you're genuinely interested in um, and they want you to sign up to a, a newsletter or something like that then that's probably where it could be used I mean there could be more information to it I understand it probably doesn't I mean it doesn't have your your email address or something like that, but it's just the first thing that came to my head. I mean, like, oh, okay. there could be uses of just needing your 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 uh, phone number. Uh, sorry, your your name and um, address for mm. any reason. But for okay. me, for me, I'm less excited about all that. More excited about the fact that I can get I, I get to get rid of a card and yeah. go towards not having a wallet, not having one more thing to forget. I, it, uh, that that was my question about. Or what I was thinking just then about that is um, the fact, the very fact you forgot your wallet, is it because your wallet is just so small, or there's so little things you carry in your wallet these days that it's so easy to forget to carry? Well, apart from my Opal card, I don't. I generally don't use my wallet for anything else at the moment. I don't use my driver's license for anything on a daily day to day basis. So why do I keep it with me on a day to day basis? So, yep. so this totally makes sense. Um, I did you have you moved to a minimalist wallet, like, or yeah, do you still oh, carry four, a traditional four wallet? Card, four card wallet, all it doesn't have yep. any cash in it. I never have any cash with me. Um, actually, tried to buy a Coke from a vending machine and couldn't do it. <laughs> had to buy. I had to spot you. Borrow, borrow two dollars from you. Oh no, sorry, a dollar fifty from you. <laughs> yeah, cheapest. Cheapest can of Coke in the city. It's awesome. Um, <laughs> yes, yes. Secret location. <laughs> um, but the uh, but yeah, I mean, I, wallet has no use for me other than just those um, emergency uses. I don't, you know, I don't. I don't even keep my Medicare card on me. I realized that oh. your Medicare card magnetic strip is completely useless because. Hospitals and doctors don't keep a swipey machine. They 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 have online systems, so all they do with your Medicare yeah. card is type in your number. So all I did was take a picture of my Medicare card and um and keep it on my phone. So if they ask me if I've got a Medicare card, I go, yeah, sure. Here, here's the, here's the picture. Here's the number. They type it into it their worked? online system, and that's the the last time I'm ever going to need my Medicare card. <laughs> okay, that's a good idea. I need to do that. Yeah. So. There's one. There's one more card down. That's brilliant. I actually do need to because I I realize that um, like near work, one of my key coffee places uh still charges for credit, but I like their coffee, so I pay cash. And so, <laughs> and a couple of other food places I buy from, I still take cash. So I don't mind carrying some ca- carrying cash and then coins go into a different pocket. Um, but I still carry like a debit card. Uh, to get cash out and my credit card as a backup just in case my Google Pay doesn't work. I um, I have to admit I still carry the physical credit card with me. I don't carry a mm. debit card because I rely on um, cardless cash and pulling out a- money from the ATM through cardless cash. But I... You know, I completely forgot that's a thing. Yeah, and, and it is it is amazing. <laughs> You've got to try it. 
You've got a choice. Uh, I think it's because my my the bank that that I bank with for, for the, my main cash reasons um, doesn't really they don't support it. Have it. switch banks, man. <laughs> no, I get Sim- low fees. I get low fees and low rates. I'm happy with them. Actually, so, I'd rather banks. save the money. I'd rather carry an extra card so I can save the money. Yeah, that, that's no, that that's where sense. I'm at with it. That makes sense. I uh, I can relate to that. Yes, <laughs> we walked all the way to this vending machine to grab a dollar fifty co- can of coke as opposed yes. to a uh, two dollar. So you know how, you know my level of cheap. <laughs> It just doesn't extend to Xiaomi products. It's, in, it's but I have a level of cheap. I won't call that cheap. I'll call that intelligence. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> How long ago? So this is a good question to this. Like where we're at now, 2019. A lot of guys don't really carry wallets anymore, or or, or anything like that. When did you stop carrying a traditional like? fold wallet like leather fold wallet with all your receipts and your cards and your loyalty cards and stuff like that Uh, i'll have to say it happened gradual it wasn't a big bang uh move from a a velcro wallet to a leather wallet to a minimal wallet with only four card slots i think it was just getting rid of one thing at a time yeah like it was it was like what am I doing with these receipts? Like, I can't keep them on me. I need to keep them somewhere safe, no doubt. But I can't keep them on me. <laughs> like, like, I'm not I'm not using them on a daily basis. So I, I'll, yeah. at the very least, put them in my bag. And they get lost in my bag, into the ether of what, my bag. And, I, you know, I'll find it 10 years down the track. But but that's how it started. It was It was taking things out of my wallet and putting them in my bag. Because I was carrying a bag anyway. So then slowly things would just leave my bag and go in my top drawer. And so now all credit cards, I do keep one credit card just because I still don't have enough faith in, in Google pay. I had Google pay stuff up on me like this week. It stuffs up sometimes. I just just don't know why. And it, and it, it always appears to be my fault. And I always have this red face in front of the, the, the merchant that I'm paying going, I'm really sorry. I don't know what's going on, but I, I, I bet it's their problem. But I'm, <laughs> but it's still my fault in the transaction. Like, why are you not paying for this? Kind of, kind of, is it's your fault. But anyway, I, I still carry a credit card because I just don't trust it. I will. Yeah. I will get to trust it, but not now. One day. One day. Um, yeah, it's fair. I would love to ditch my wallet. Um, so we'll see how, what happens later this year when this whole driver's license thing rolls out. Um, but, uh, but you still have to carry your Opal card though, right? That's that's usually the problem. Exactly. That, I, I think that's going to be the last thing and it sucks because it's, it's like an obvious money grab where all the stations are fit with NFC chip, uh, gates which will allow you to use your use your Google Pay um, with an Opal card, but they will not put your Opal card on Google Pay or will not put Opal card into an app purely to make more money off you. It's yeah, because they could easily like link a um, a credit card number that they detect through the whole system to your Opal account. Yeah, like because you create an Opal account off a card, you don't have to, but you can. Um, and that would then allow you to do the whole tracking of discounts and caps and stuff, right? And if you don't, absolutely. But if you don't 
I mean, Google Pay has a loyalty card type of arrangement, which allows you to use the NFC chip in your phone for that as well. I mean, like it could it could be a loyalty card. Oh, yeah, card I do that with Everyday Rewards. Yeah, yeah exactly. For I mean, Woolies, it doesn't need, yeah. It doesn't need the um, – so the Woolies ones you use an, use an actual barcode, but that's only just because they haven't got NFC in the actual system. They've only got it on the um, the FPOS machines. But you could very, they could very easily utilize the NFC in your, in, in your phone through Google Pay and Apple Pay or just make your own app. Make, make people download another app. Who cares? It, it, there's that yeah. much value to be to, to, to be gained out of it because you do use it twice a day if you're if you're using the train for the for your commute sorry train bus or ferry mm-hmm. but instead they've allowed you to use your credit card which you don't get any of the discounts so it ends up being more expensive and um, and they've jacked up and they've only just recently jacked up um, prices on uh, on on train travel so <gasps> Opal, in my mind, is a dismal subject. <laughs> it's just, yep. it's just, punish, just get punishment after punishment. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Not to mention I think, it's um, crap. Like, like I'm sorry. I mean, like it's, it, you know, we didn't mention anything about how crap the actual service is, but whatever. You mean <laughs> about our transport we, system in yeah, general? Absolutely. I think we've but we've alluded to it. Another, uh, we've alluded yeah. to it in previous episodes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think we're just waiting for the next um, big transport story for you that you can regale us of. Yeah, um, the one at a the, later time. The one, you know, beam of light that's come out is that they're finally decommissioning all the sweat box trains, the, the, oh, the, the yes. those those trains that don't have air conditioning. Can't believe it's taken this long. Ugh, it's 2019 for God's sake. <laughs> so that's the latest what, article. What I can't read the bloody article. I can't read the bloody article because um, I've hit my uh, free article limit for um, City Morning Herald. <laughs> oh, what does it say? Find another. Uh, it, it 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 circulates around how some of the train drivers are actually upset that those trains are being decommissioned because they've been in the rail system for like forty five years and they're such reliable trains and whatnot. And it's it's such crap because <laughs> the the. The number of people that would see that article that commute on those trains would be more affected by those those trains uh, have not having air conditioning than whether the the trains are easy to fix when they when they go you know when they when they buckle or anything like that. So most people reading that article would would say good riddance to those damn trains because anyone in Sydney that's travelled on those trains will know how hot it gets in there. It's, it's a, it becomes an oven. When, when, oh, man. when, when in peak hour especially and the, and the trains are packed and everybody's, you know, everybody's breathing and obviously I yeah. can't expect people not to breathe, but, but <laughs> the, it just gets so hot and it just, it just becomes an oven. Your morning shower yeah. means nothing by the time you've gotten to work. It's actually pretty ridiculous given our climate. What's what's really stupid about this article, and um, it's written from the perspective of two drivers, yeah, who themselves are fairly old. So I get that they're they've got nostalgia linked to it. Absolutely. But as a driver, you actually have you don't have people crammed up next to you. 
with like no deodorant on and stinky and all that sort of stuff. So they're the wrong people to interview for the stupid article. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's so, so it's, they're painting a picture as, the, as though these sweat box trains are local heroes. I, 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 I mean, it, they're just modes of transport. No one cares. They just want, everybody just wants to get to work and back in a, in a, in a civil manner. I, I think the um, writer of this article is just hoping to get some sort of um, or a journalism prize or something. Like he thinks he's writing some puff piece on uh, on yeah, as he said, heroes of Australia. It's not Spider-Man. Aussie little Aussie battlers and all that sort of stuff. It, it's not the Spider Man story. It's, it's, the, not. it's not. We're not. Those those sweatbox trains are not fighting crime. <laughs> they're not fighting crime. They're not making anything easier or cheaper. Oh, I know what you mean. Good riddance. Good riddance. So long. So uh, one thing that we can't get away from uh, in using tech these days uh, with our with our souls, or we'll, we've always got our phones with us, and now that there's this more and more glass over all the phones. And the question always inevitably comes down to cases that you use to protect your phone. Um, I've always been someone who has not dared use their phone naked, as they say, uh, and pretty much used a phone, a uh, phone case for like 95% of my mobile smartphone using life. Um, how about you, Mike? What's your stance on mobile uh, phone cases? I, uh, look, 90, 90% of my uh, phone usage is definitely covered by a case. I mean, uh, I've, phones are way too expensive for me to just rock without a case. But I do every now and again just do a week without a case just to feel like what it would be like for me to, for me to fiddle with the phone as the manufacturer intended. Um uh, so yeah, so m- most of the time I have cases, and I've cycled through so many cases for my phones. It's, uh, it's some of them just get destroyed, but others I just go through kind of different uh, interests in in cases. Like at some point, I'm I'm more than happy to have a really bulky case, but moving towards this minimalistic, uh, actually on on topic to this minimalistic. Um, approach to what what's in my pocket um, I'm finding I'm carrying two phones so since I'm carrying two phones I really wanted everything to be the most minimalistic you know slimmest possible um, case for my pockets so what's so, that the pixel 2 and the Samsung note is Note it? 8 yeah Ooh, so I'm carrying yeah, both that's of a those. big phone yeah and they're, they're both big phones because they're both oh the, the pixel, okay the XL I've, is I've a got pixel the XL, XL. yeah yep so either I kind of marry them together and kind of put them together in the same pocket, or I swap, I, or, 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 or I <laughs> separate them, them together, into two different pockets. But the problem with that is you've got keys in one pocket, and yep. uh, my wallet takes nothing. But keys in one pocket, keys uh, like have to be the main culprit in destroying your phone. <laughs> like I, I'm, I'm 100 percent sure that all the scratches on my phone are due to my keys. Yeah. Um, of which I'd love to find a way to get rid of keys out of my out of my pocket all the time, but can't, I can't figure that one out yet. 
Um, I always keep my keys in my right pocket of my wallet, and I keep my phone in my left pocket. And if I have a second phone, I keep it also in the left pocket. Yeah, so so that's how my separation of duties. So you've got the phone sandwich in one one pocket. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it works, but I, I, I feel a bit lopsided. <laughs> like I feel like uh, I'm always going to turn right. Um. <laughs> I try actually putting my work phone in my in my left back pocket because I don't care as much about work stuff <laughs> work phone. compared to personal. So <laughs> I just enough. sort of sit in my phone every yeah. now and then. But I had a I had a good um I had a really good experience. I, I I invested a little bit more into a phone cover because they advertised the slimmest cases around, and they're they're just plastic cases, but they're they're really slim and they really hug the phone, so it's. It's as close as possible to naked, and um, the the case that came for my note was is magic. It it, it is it fits so tight, and you kind of you, it kind of makes it feel like a skin rather than a case. But what brand is that? It's it's called Minimal M N M L case, so Minimal case. But yep, and. Um, I don't know their website. I mean, all I did was Google slim cases, and their website came up. And uh, m n m l case dot com. Yeah, they and the website was sleek enough from from you know to incite reliability with me. So I I bought two cases from there. And Do you get so, one for each phone? Yeah, yeah. Okay. And um, but my Pixel case just started getting really kind of loose on my phone it would it's sliding about a bit and and there's parts specifically around the power button that have completely let go and they've just bent out of shape so i contacted minimal case and said look i don't know if this is what you guys intended but this is not great and i really want you guys to do something about it if you can and i was i was trying to be nice about it and and they just agreed to just replace it so um lesson out there just be nice and you might you might get a you might get a replacement out of it but um but it's a positive experience that's for sure now that's great um it's it's actually there's a good point about um being nice to uh manufacturers and stuff like that i mean that i've done that with a phone case in the past too where i've got a refund got a replacement um i've done that in the past with the barbecue thermometer i bought most recent and that um, I I got it wrong. What I was trying to buy, they they had um, gotten confused when they were giving me advice, and they were like, "Oh, we can give you some um, a bit of a, a discount or refund back uh, f- for part of it, or we can just give you a free second thermometer." Um, so it's like, okay, I'll take that. That's worth like fifteen bucks. I'll take yeah, that. Cool. Absolutely. <laughs> so I guess it's cheap. It's cool. cheaper for companies to let go of their margins on on on. Um on on a replace like on a replacement than actually give you your money back but yeah, um, I think it so. just it just goes to show their pro- their margins probably like more than 50% <laughs> yeah. probably even close to 100% oh yes yeah, true <laughs> so, so everything's made in china anyway up. um i did i did it with my weber barbecue actually because i i felt like there were pieces chipping off the grill and um, I don't know if it was just my lack of cleaning or, or, or what, but I, I was honest enough. I just said, hey, I don't know if this is supposed to happen or not, but there's kind of bits chipping off my grill. And they sent me two brand new replacement grills. 
And I was you like, mean the actual grates? Yeah, the grates themselves, yeah. The chrome part was chipping off? No, so it's like a cast iron. So on the Weber Q, oh, it's cast iron. yeah, yeah. And it was just, there were bits chipping off it. And it wasn't too much, but I just, all I did was send them a photo and said, look, I, I don't know if this is supposed to happen or if this is, just, because I, I did have it for a very long time. Ah. Um, and I, I said, or if the, or, or if this is the way that it was intended and if they wanted to, they could have just said, no, nah, it's your fault. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, it's been a long time and it's time for you to buy a new one. But they said, oh no, um, no, that shouldn't happen. Um, just have some two, have two free ones. We'll send them out to you. And so I went, great, excellent. I'm really glad I was nice to you today. <laughs> I should have done that before. Um, yeah, that happened to. Oh, there's always these, these stories are um are funny, like how of how often you realize you you go through them. Yeah. So we have an expensive umbrella brand that's pretty good, and it, my wife's umbrella bent. We emailed them. They replaced it free of charge. This is like a fairly expensive umbrella brand too, and um, they're like, "Yep, that's cool. Just send it back to us, and we'll send you a new one." Like, okay. Uh, it <laughs> sounds I- like. Yeah. I'd bet you'd buy another one of those. I mean, like, like if that was to die, yeah, or if you were exactly. So I've got really good um, brand goodwill with them. So if <laughs> ours did end up being destroyed at some point, we'd look to buy um, new ones of the same brand. Like we we know that they last, that they're strong, they're tough, and it's like they're good. Yeah, it's it, it's really good when you get experiences like that. I mean, they must know that that you you're going off recommending all of their products to to them. Actually, I I did recommend Weber to someone else because of that incident. Like not because they, they make amazing products and they do, but that incident alone is what made me recommend it to, um, uh, to a friend of mine. Same thing with Dell, actually their, their warranty, their warranty, uh, process is amazing. Um, my dad's computer he's he's had that for he's had that for so long and he's the type of guy that just buys the most the most possible warranty that you can ever get and if there's an option to extend then he will and they practically gave him a i mean they 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 replaced his motherboard so uh, what is a what is a laptop other than a motherboard and some components stuck to it so replacing yep. your motherboard that's the whole computer like <laughs> it's either that's oh, impossible to so they may as well just give you a new laptop they may as well just give you another laptop so they, they they no so so dell's they literally took everything off replaced the motherboard compiled it together and then gave it back to him but i i was like you you just got yourself a brand new computer like a brand new motherboard is a brand new computer in my books <laughs> it's it's probably the most expensive thing yes Unless you've mm-hmm. got crazy graphics cards or something like that, but this yeah. was just a performance machine, like just a work machine. I think it's just a it's a lesson for um, us as consumers to be sort of paying attention to warranties and stuff. Yeah. Um, because I think I think the companies know that for every one of us who are actually willing to pipe up on a question and go, "Hey, this doesn't look right." Mm. Um, there's a hundred people who just won't bother and they'll just, they'll either buy another replacement or they'll just switch companies. Yeah. And so the companies can only do so much um, to help the customers who do contact them. And it always serves them better to actually just go, Hey, uh, here, have another one of these on the house because, um, it's gonna, you'll, you'll refer them. 
you're turn it's turning that bad experience or bad customer experience into a, a good experience, isn't it? Absolutely, absolutely. So actually, speaking of um, good customer experiences or bad customer experiences um, and phone stuff, uh, when I got my Pixel Three, I had to. Uh, get a screen protector for it. And I, I tend to go with like glass screen protectors that aren't too expensive. So I'd settled on a brand that I've been buying on eBay since the iPhone six days, I think it was. So, um, which is a brand called New Glass, N-U-G-L-A-S, oh, yeah. New Glass. Glass in the past. Yeah. Um, and on the whole, they're fine. They're not that expensive, but they're not that fantastic. They don't wrap completely around, the, but I don't need it to, to wrap completely around the phone. Um, when I first got the Pixel 3, I wasn't quite sure which type to order. And they had one that was like curved on the edges. It goes all the way as much to the edge and would go around the speaker grill and all that sort of stuff. And then they have a standard one, which has quite an apparent gap between the, the visible screen the and the edge of the actual um, glass. Um, but I was like, ah, I'll just get that because... I don't want to must mess about with something that's too form-fitting just in case it clashes with screens and stuff. You've done the um, right thing. Yeah, the but the problem is when I first bought it, they sent me the form-fitting one, yeah. um, which is a more expensive one too. And I was like, do I keep this? But then I looked at it and it was actually broken. So um, they had made it so form-fitting, they had um, left a little gap where the speaker grill would go, but as a result... On the top, the glass was really thin. Yeah. Um, and that had actually cracked or broken at that point. And it's like, this is like the perfect reason why, I, um, not to get this type of protector at all. And so, yeah, <laughs> it was, uh, it was a good lesson, actually. I'll, I'll give you another reason. I, I, I went for the full, I, I, I hate the concept of curved screens and I don't like there being a gap between my screen protector and the, and the edge of the phone. I, I just don't yeah. see the point. I don't see the point of curved screens. I don't know why there's such a craze. It doesn't make my experience better. It actually takes away from my experience. But I went for the the curved glass screen protector. I think it, I, I can't remember if it was from New Glass or not. But um, but you made the right choice in not getting that one because I I found that it was giving me a whole lot of um, sensitivity issues. Oh, so, okay. so the screen wasn't accepting my fingerprint, you know, my, the the taps as quickly or as as responsive as if it was just a, a screen, you know, a standard screen protector. And the reason why is because because it's curved, it's extremely difficult for it to be like perfect on the curve. So yeah. in, there ends up being a slight air gap, which is like so minute, but that's enough for for sensitivity to drop. So it's oh, so annoying. Yeah, it's it's just like just bloody make the phone flat. I don't get it. I don't understand why the screen has to be curved. Especially This is just an ex- This is just an extension from our discussion about bezels the other day. Yeah. Oh your oh sorry, your rant about bezels. Oh, hate it. <laughs> hate it. Something if you hear the just Absolute passion. <laughs> if you hear that clicking at the back, is um, it's me actually removing my glass screen protector because I've I've got a bit fed up of scratching my fingers on the edges because I dropped it a few times and um, there's cracks appearing and it was like on the edge and I was like, ow, why do I keep on like cutting my thumb? 
So you are reckless. You are doing it mid podcast. <sighs> I am. I am. It's like cracking the glass. That is. This is live. Yeah, I'm not going to actually apply the protector until I'm finished with this podcast. Um, yeah, it needs a hundred percent of your focus. Oh yeah, you just realize actually with with protectors like this or even glass. Um, it's not just you using it because if you, when your kids pick up your phone, you don't want them to cut the hands on the glass too, yeah, right? Yeah. So that's actually some. That's actually probably um, more of a reason to take care of it. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. So guys, thanks for tuning in and thanks for keeping up with us. Um, remember to leave us a like or a review. Um, Dan, where can they find us? So um, if you click, I just realized I've been putting this into the show notes like every week. So um, I'll mention it, but it's easier if you guys just uh, actually click into the info on this podcast show notes and you can see where we can find us. So we have a website. Um it's just the description and the stuff at the moment. We're on Twitter, Ordinary Dads, Instagram, Ordinary Dads, Facebook, Ordinary Dads Podcast. And we have an email address, ordinarydads at gmail.com. So that's us for another week. So uh, thanks for listening and thanks, Mike. Thanks, Dan. Cheers. Cheers.